0: There's something interesting about teaching a kid how to read, because we just had the conversation on the podcast about reading, the love for reading, how to read books, and how we have these, all these bad habits that are ingrained into us from school, because that's what we learn to read. And there's something interesting around how you teach your children your relationship around books, or when you want to teach them a love for reading. For instance, I thought my oldest, I thought would be a huge, I thought both, both of my kids would love reading books at a very young age. Why? Number one, I love books and I constantly read books while they're around. They see me reading books. They know I love books. And then when they were very young, two years, three years, four years, five years old, I would always read books to them, read them children's books during the day and definitely every night before going to sleep. And then, as I told you, my oldest learned very early on to kind of read on his own and started writing very early and then started writing stories. Then we started making up stories because at some point, both of them were not interested in the same kind of books. So I started telling stories and then that developed that tradition, that famous tradition we have now where every night I come up with a new story for them, but they give me new words and I have to invent a new story based on those words. It doesn't matter if I'm there in person when I travel. I record that story and I send it over uh, via text to their mom and they play the story while they're in bed. By the way, yesterday's review of my story, you want to hear it? Yeah. I sent a 10-minute story. You know what I got back? Four minutes of your story were total crap, dad. Four <laughs> minutes. <laughs> <laughs> you <know? laughs> Greetings, your son, Georgios. That's what I got. That's what I got for my effort. You know, four minutes of your 10-minute story was total so garbage. Dope. So dope. <laughs> four minutes, Dad. How so, amazing is that? Love it. So by now, their older cousin is in on the whole thing. This makes it even more complicated. Now I have to wait for my kids to send me, to tell me their words, but also their cousin texts me his word. <laughs> I have to send him the story as well. He's like a year older than my oldest. So now there's like my two children and my nephew that I write these stories for. And then I had like, sometimes I have good days. Sometimes I have bad days. I also have to teach my children not to take me for granted because they totally do, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, four or five days ago, they sent me a voice message. And they were both upset that my stories lately have only been eight to nine minutes and not even longer than 10 minutes. And that that sucks. And also, one of my sons was like, Dad, when I told you this word, I really wanted you to make the story about somebody that does this and this and this and this. Some total different interpretation of his word than mine, right? Mm-hmm. And then I sent them a voice message back and I said, dudes, I love you guys and I love telling you stories. But realize this is not an obligation. I don't owe you this. You don't have a birthright. For me to tell you A, stories, B, for these stories to be the exact required length that you like, and D, for them to have perfect interpretations of what you wanted that word to mean. No, I love you, and every story I record is a gift. I like to do long stories when I can. I've sent you many stories that were fucking 15 minutes long. Sometimes I tell a story that's seven minutes long. It is what it is. But I'm not going to – you know, when you allow your children, very quickly you can get into the – turn them into tyrants and you're slaving away to please them. Yeah, And I've done this with the stories as well. I don't want to just pretend that I never do this. But this time around, I kind of checked them and I said, no, if you're ungrateful, I can record no stories. And I'm still a fucking amazing father. So, okay, it's good. And I told them, I like when you give me feedback. You can tell me it would be nice if it's even longer. That's fine. But you can't demand that they have to be a certain length. Right? No. Mm -hmm. So, well, he didn't demand for me to tell better stories yesterday. He just told me that four minutes of my 10-minute story was total garbage. (laughs) To to which I have to agree, yesterday was probably one of the worst stories of the year. But Uh to my defense... I had to record the story between two different calls and I was outside on my way to pick up dinner and it was so cold and windy and I really didn't have any creative ideas and I was freezing and I was in a hurry. And so it was kind of a shitty story, right? I have to agree. I have to fully agree with this assessment of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so you know, I've been telling them stories and then they started. I mean, Georgios has been... Um, coming up with horror stories and writing his little horror books and then both of them have been dictating stories to me with at least 20 stories I've written with my kids right where they come up with ideas and I write it on my laptop in, a, in an Evernote for them and so I thought the love for storytelling and stories would translate also to a love for reading which hasn't happened for the past you know two years or so they don't they don't pick up books on their own they don't read And they're not even interested in me reading to them. I recently had an attempt of reading them Harry Potter. And again, I could tell my oldest was sort of into it, but my youngest was totally not into it. And so it's kind of a tough audience. But one um, thing that I try to remember when it comes to teaching my kids some of these things that I easily forget is that, you know, you want to teach your children a love for something if you can. You want to help them fall in love with something. You don't want to force them to become competent at things. And so, especially in the early days of being introduced to something, doesn't matter if it's playing an instrument, um, a hobby, an activity. You want to show them how to fall in love with it. And you want to allow them on their own time to decide when they want to fall in love with it. Because once they fall in love with something and they want to do it and it's fun to do it, then them getting better at it and all that, that figures itself out and you can figure that out later. I remember PG wrote uh, a tweet once. He writes really insightful parent tweets. Sometimes it's a bit tough because his quotes of his eight-year-old and six-year-old are... You know, you can tell he has two geniuses his children, mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's mm-hmm. tough for uh, for normal parents to compare our children with the kind of things his children say and do. But mm-hmm. um, he does he does really he po- tweets really insightful things about parenthood. And one tweet, he was s- saying something about teaching his like coding with one of his his children, like teaching him some very basic code, and then saying how his child's code if I remember correctly, was not good or elegant, right? It just was working. But he said, in the early days, just make it fun for them so they fall in love and they'll learn how to do it right later. Don't try to teach them how to do it right in the first step because that's going to rob them of all the joy and fun and lightheartedness. And once they're hating it or finding it a chore or complicated or difficult or intimidating, they'll never get into this. This is something that i'm trying to do better this time around around books right so i test the waters i see they're not into it i'm not forcing it right i'm not giving them speeches about how important books are Mm -hmm. i just go all right not now right later it took me fucking 16 years to fall in love with books Mm -hmm. i was 16 when i read my first book so they got plenty of time they don't have to love it Mm -hmm. right now when i didn't do this as well was when i was teaching them muay thai when i was training muay thai with them once in a while because in muay thai i would teach them how to do a few moves they would always want to like they would not do the move correctly or they wanted to do their own variation of it or they were like want like they wanted training muay thai yeah. with dad to feel like playing yeah. and not serious training yeah and and you gave them the high yeah. tempo. <laughs> this yes. is the right way. Of yes, I mean I was not a total douche about it, but no, somewhat. No, I saw you. I saw you. it was douche. playful and fun. They enjoyed but, it, but. but I still was yeah. at times, especially when when my oldest was like, "Well, but I want to do a completely different thing that's just more fun, and I don't care about anything you show me." I would step into a, "Hey, sometimes you need to have discipline, right? Do what your trainer is mm-hmm. telling you." Kind of a role, which he didn't enjoy at all. Right, right, for obvious reasons, yeah. and so I was not. I, so <clears throat> I was not able at that time to teach them in a way that they would madly fall in love with it. They like it, and we still train once in a while. But at that time, I was a bit too serious, a bit too tense. And I, you know, I. If you compare the way I train my kids Muay Thai, and I know, you know, I'm not a great Muay Thai fighter, right? And I grew up in a culture with no Muay Thai whatsoever. If you compare that with how Thais in Thailand teach children Muay Thai, I mean, fighters in Thailand learn Muay Thai as children, right? There's usually a bunch of children that for whatever reason are going to, you know, getting basically adopted by the gym and kind of live at the gym other than going to school, right? And when you see how Thais amazing Thai gyms, thais, how they teach children, it's completely different than what we would do in the West. It's sort of just like it, they never correct technique, right? They never tell the children, no, you have to move your hip this way. Do it the right way. They, it, almost, it seems like almost they don't care. They're just like... Hit this 10 times. All right, now hit this 10 times. All right, now punch this. All right now go over there and do something else. I don't want to be bothered by you anymore. And then like, <laughs> and then they turn around. They're, All right, come back. Now we do this thing. And most of the time, there's zero correction. There's no speeches. There's nothing. They just allow the kids to train and move. And there's a, sur- a certain inherent trust that children... At that age, are such sponges of learning, the the technique corrects almost itself over time. They just start observing all the other adults that are training all the... And slowly but surely, they just do it better and better. They're so flexible, so open. They're not tense. They haven't learned it the wrong way. They're just learning to move. And the training intensity and the corrections and the speeches and all that, the demands, they increase as the child matures and grows up as well, right? It's a very gradual process. But the beginning, it's just like, let's this make this thing. fun. Let's just move. Yeah, even even when I was
1: like studying uh, like Thai massage at the Wat like, Temple, right? Even there, I was like, oh, okay, you have like all these, you know, points, acupressure points, energy lines, this there, this there, right? This point beyond it. And uh, I was like, and most of the people like me were like, oh, but wait, 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 is the point here or here? And the teachers are like, yeah. What do you think? I so, uh, I don't know. You're the teacher, right? And it's it's like always wanting the exact same point, the exact point, the exact technique. What is the next thing? And they're like, no, just learn, just learn like the flow of the massage, like learn the overall routine first, from beginning to end. It's fine if you push the wrong point here or there, but get the whole get a sense for the whole thing. So they care about the holistic thing first, and then gradually, 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 as you do this, you know, similar way. Yeah. Uh, they, they don't correct technique or details in the beginning, which to me was so foreign. Right? I was like, mean, no, no, if I pushed the wrong point. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, this is a completely foreign way of doing things in the West. You go, wait a second. Two of the four steps I'm doing are not correct. Why are you telling me? Why right. is somebody stopping right. me, taking a yes. red pen and correcting yes. every mistake that I made? <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> right. Exactly. And it's, well, because if we did it this way, we will slow you down to a dead-end yeah. halt. Yeah. And you will never come back and not learn anything. In the As a beginner, most of what you're doing should be wrong. If it's fun, and if every time you're doing it, you're learning a little bit, but you get a bit more comfortable, you're on your way. Right, Learning is happening, you know. Yeah. Learning is happening. Think about like teaching a child how to walk this way. Like, you'd, let, let, me tell, let me read you this book about body mechanics. Let me tell you about the exact, you yeah. know, positioning of yeah. everything. Like nobody would ever learn anything this way. What do they do? They just observe everybody else. They have an urge, a love, a curiosity to try to, you know, extend themselves the way they see everybody else, extend themselves and walk on two feet. And they fall and they fall and they just feel their way to walking, to that new skill development. Nobody's teaching them shit. No parent has ever taught a child how to walk. A child learns how to walk completely on their own, basically. You might be encouraging the child, but you're not teaching the child. You couldn't. I don't know how to teach. If you told me write down on two pieces of paper... Your basic course on walking, you've done it 38 years. You must Ooh. know how it works. <laughs> what would I write? I don't know. You uh-huh. know, I just do. So, like, can you make somebody fall in love with it, or can you make something fun? Is a much more powerful ingredient to you. will you give this person the ability to learn something, to acquire skill, to become passionate, to improve then? tell them the technicalities of what they did wrong and how to do it right. And I think there's beautiful wisdom there that, as I said, with Muay Thai, I think I was not really comfortable to do it that way. And I remember even myself, when I was training Muay Thai, oftentimes I was annoyed that trainers would not give me more corrections. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? I was like, what yeah. is this? Why? I can feel I'm doing it wrong. Why are you tell me everything yeah. I'm doing wrong? It took me a long time yeah. to understand that that doesn't work this way. It's, it's funny because in the context of sales,
1: you've been, I think long before you started training like martial arts, you've been like, no, don't overwhelm people with feedback on everything they're doing wrong. Like pick the one thing that will have the biggest impact and focus on that, right?
0: Yeah. You know, it also, it's also to tell people, you know, relax, make mistakes, just learn and move along. And then you try to learn something new and you, uh-huh. you act as if <laughs> any mistake would kill a, an innocent child somewhere in the world. So it has to be avoided at all costs. You're like, okay, I want to learn this new thing without making any mistake. Help me. How do I do that? The way uh-huh. you do that is by not learning anything or anything new. right? Um, so, yeah, just make them fall in love. Make them have fun. That's it. And for ourselves as well, maybe as a, on the flip side, if I want to learn something new or master something new, how can mm. I make it fun? How can I fall in love with it is a much better question than how can I do it right or for a while, the last couple of years, it's not as trendy anymore. It was how can I shortcut, hack this? What's the most yeah. scientific, intelligent way to learn this the fastest? Right? Just how can I have fun doing this? And then the learning and the getting better takes care of itself.